Hey, so if you're just now coming in or you just got here, obviously the setup's a little different today. We're, we're kind of changing things up. We're actually going to have some more worship this morning uh, here in a little bit. But there's a point to all of this. Uh, this isn't just for the sake of like, hey, let's rearrange. Now, my wife sometimes, like our living room, you know, I'll walk in and things will just be completely different. Like she just rearranged everything. That's not today. Like we didn't just wake up and go, hey, let's rearrange the sanctuary. So uh, we'll be talking about that. But thank you for bearing with me this morning as we do this. Some of you are like really uncomfortable right now because you're like, people can see me. And like not the back of my head see me. They can like see my face. And you're like feeling really uneasy right now. That's okay. I'd probably be one of those people too. So uh, we're, we're in the middle of this series called Habits. And we started a couple weeks ago talking about what habits were, why it's good to have habits, forming habits. Then last week, we talked about what it looks like to start good habits, to, to start something um, and to get going. And then this week, I get the privilege of talking about stopping habits uh, and, and what does it look like if, if you have things in your life that are either bad habits that you need to stop, or maybe you have okay habits, but maybe you need to kind of change some things up and, and, and see different results or whatever that looks like. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, because here's the reality. Nobody in life ever plans to, to get to a place where they are living paycheck to paycheck or they're constantly stressing over money, or they have poor health, or they're addicted to something, or they feel like they're just out of control with life. Uh, nobody kind of sets out with like, that is my goal in life to get to that place. And there are sometimes that things happen in life that are, that are unavoidable. Things happen to us that, that cause bad things to happen, but then sometimes there are things, there are habits that we create because we're habitual people that lead us down a path, that take us to a place that we never wanted to be, that we, we end up somewhere that today I never wanted to be that person, but I started creating small little habits here and there that weren't good habits that eventually led me to that place. You see, we rarely end up at the wrong place because of one bad choice, we end up at the wrong place one step at a time, one day at a time, one bad habit at a time. And we look back and, and we see the culmination and we go, how in the world did I get there? One bad habit at a time. I'm a habitual guy. I like habits. I, I like disciplines. I, I enjoy that. I, I, sometimes I can be spontaneous, but then sometimes spontaneity like, I'm like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> um, but, you know, I was like, I, I, was, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, I don't, I don't think I have any bad habits. And then I asked my wife, and uh, she was like, oh, like the shoes in the middle of the floor. Oh, like never taking the trash out. Oh, and then, the, you know, the list went on and on. But you, we, we all have bad habits, and, and here's the thing about bad habits sometimes. We don't even know we have them because 
we're habitual people. There's so many things that we do just habitually that we don't even pay attention to. So this morning, and, and this is a, a coming to church is not a bad habit, by the way, but, but coming, to, you, you walk in on a Sunday morning, you walk into a room with rows in it, you habitually, most people sit in the same general area. Maybe you even sit in the same seat every Sunday. Maybe if you walk in and somebody is in your seat, you're like, what do I do? Jesus, are you even here this morning? I think I'm going to leave. But, but we're habitual people. You walk in, you sit in the same seat. There's four songs. Somebody comes up, they welcome you. Then they tell you about some things that you could get involved with, some events that are happening. You give offering, you give tithe, then somebody gets up here and, and they talk for 30, 40 minutes. And then you pray and then you leave and you go home. And we don't even think about these habits. And we, this happens throughout the week, whether it's work, whether it's uh, maybe you go to the gym, maybe you don't go to the gym, uh, maybe you have a favorite show, whatever those are, the, these habits that just become, you don't even think about them. And the reality is we have good habits, but then we have bad habits that we don't even realize because we're not, conf we're not being confronted with them. We're not taking kind of inventory of what they are. And for real, I, I get into some bad habits, like speeding. You know, it's just two miles over, and then it's just five miles over, and then it's just 10 miles over, and until you get pulled over, and then you stop that bad habit for a little while, and then you start all over again. You know, uh, maybe it's rolling through stop signs. Okay, guys, Utah drivers. I don't know how many of you, those of you that grew up here, you don't know. You are that driver, okay? But if you were transplanted to Utah from somewhere else, you quickly learn that Utah drivers are insane. Like, they don't check to change lanes. They don't pay attention to stop signs. And I've also figured out that yellow lights in Utah are longer than anywhere else in the world. Because no, like, nobody would stop anyway, so they just last for like five minutes because they know people are just going to keep going through. So now I've like created bad habits. My daughter's learning how to drive, and she's like, uh, Dad, that's not in the rule book. And, and, and so we, we create these bad habits sometimes by the environment that we're in. Uh, and, and we, the, the people we're around, whatever that looks like, we, we develop these habits and we don't even realize that we're doing them. And uh, last week, we were talking about starting good habits. Everybody likes talking about starting habits. You know, I can come up with a whole list of good habits that I want to start. That's fun. I can make some goals. I can make some plans. But nobody likes talking about bad habits. Because then you, you like kind of have to reveal that I'm imperfect and I've, I have these habits that I do and I don't really want to talk about them. So we're going to do one other thing today. So if you, if you haven't been uncomfortable yet, now we're going to do one more thing this morning that's going to make you even more uncomfortable. 
So another habit that we have on Sundays that's really easy to fall into is we go to church and outside of like right before and, you know, as we're running out the door on the way out and then during green time, we don't really talk to people, right? Like, you know, you just get in the habit of kind of coming, unless you're an extrovert, then you just talk to everybody and people like see you coming and they're like, (laughs) if I pretend like I'm worshiping, maybe they won't talk to me. Um... But, so we're going to do something during the message day. I'm going to pose some questions, and then I'm going to give you some time, just those people around you. Now, here's the thing I also realize. We're going to start with a really superficial question, and I also realize that throughout the entirety of the morning, some of you are just going to give really superficial answers, and that's okay. Because you're looking at the people around here going, yeah, I'm not going deep. I'm not telling them what's really on my heart. Uh, That's okay. Uh, t- today is all about just saying, hey, what, what are some habits that, that we have that maybe we want to look at a little differently? So we're going to start with this one. I just want you for like, you, you have like one minute to just turn around to those people around you and answer the question of what did you eat for breakfast today? Go. Man, you guys are passionate about breakfast. Like I said, talking about what you ate for breakfast, you're like, woo! <laughs> like, I can't wait to talk about this. Um, I had a lar bar. That was the extent of my breakfast this morning. So, woo! My daughter. So, here, let me tell you this. So, yesterday, we have a 7-Eleven close to our house. And my girls like to go take random trips. They'll walk down to 7-Eleven. So, they go down, and yesterday, Lacey comes back with a Lara bar. From, I didn't even know they sold those at 7-Eleven. Like, but she comes back with this Lara bar, and so I was like, I'm going to save it. I'm going to eat it for breakfast tomorrow. So I did. All right, there you go. That, I didn't really I didn't have a big point to that story. So like I said, we all like to, we all like to talk about forming good habits, having good habits. So here's another question that... that a little deeper than what you eat for breakfast. Um, but turn around. I'm going to give you two minutes on this one. What is a habit that you have in your life that is beneficial? Like this, we're not talking about bad habits. We're talking about a habit that you have, a discipline that you have in your life that, that you have found to be beneficial in your life. Go.
brag about how awesome we all are and, and the incredible habits that we have. So, <laughs> sorry, I started something with my, my daughters this weekend. They're not going to let me live it down. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's an inside joke for us. <laughs> it's a bad habit, right? Okay. Um, so, we love, so talking about good habits, it, it was a little harder, like, here's the thing. So what I heard up here, when I asked you about what you ate for breakfast this morning, it was like immediate, you guys just like jumped in. When I asked you about your habits, everybody was like, uh, and then you like jumped in, you know? So we're progressively getting a little harder here because what we don't like to talk about are bad habits. Um, because here's the thing, when you walked in, by the way, it is 1106, uh, online audience, I want to welcome you because I know some of you are just now tuning in. So here's a secret for, for you people that come here on Sundays. Sometimes our online audience, they just, they wait until about 11 when, when they know the, the speaking's going to start and they like jump online. So if you want to like rewind uh, just about like 20 minutes or so, you'll, you'll be there. Okay. Just wanted to do that real fast. Uh, and, and so... Talking about stopping bad habits can, can be hard. So there's a scripture, Proverbs 13, 20. So we're gonna start on this end of it. But Proverbs 13, 20 says this, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffer harm. Whew. All right, we just like sunk in there. So we're going we're gonna to start with this element of bad habits. One thing about bad habits is that we form habits in our life based on the people around us. And Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffer harm. I think another way of saying it is a companion of people that have bad habits creates a person with bad habits. Uh, and, and, and so realizing that the people and situations that we surround ourselves with will cause us to create habits, either good or bad. And just like being around Utah drivers creates bad driving habits. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep coming back to this. Um, oh, tailgating. Yeah, very true. Um, so we're going to take this another step this morning. And some of you are like, okay, so here's the thing. With this question, if the person that's creating bad habits in your life is sitting next to you, don't look at them and tell them that this morning. <sighs> like, let's set, some, let's set some ground rules here. Uh, but here's the question. Do you have people in your life that are influencing bad habits? And if so, what can you do about those relationships? So here's the thing. This isn't a gossip session. This isn't so you can tell on someone. You don't have to use names. But do you have people in your life that you realize they are, are causing you to have bad habits? What are some safeguards? What are some things that maybe you could do in your life about that? So give you a few minutes. I feel like, yeah, like an hour. <laughs> Don't finish the conversation. This is just a, just to start the conversation. Go for it. 
Whoa, that was a slow start. Okay, bring it back in. Bring it back in. So habits come out of relationships, good habits and bad habits. So let's jump into James chapter 1, verse 21 through 25. This is what it says. So get rid of of every filthy habit and all wicked conduct. Submit to God and accept the word that he plants in your hearts, which is able to save you. Do not deceive yourselves by just listening to his word. Instead, put it into practice. If you listen to the word, but do not put it into practice, you are like people who look in a mirror and see themselves as they are. They take a good look at themselves and then go away, and at once they forget what they look like. But if you look closely into the perfect law that sets people free and keep on paying attention to it and do not simply listen and then forget it, but put it into practice, you will be blessed by God in what you do. There's a lot in there. We, we could probably talk about that for a long time. Get rid of every filthy habit and all wicked conduct. Submit to God and accept the word that he plants in your hearts, which is able to save you. You see, 
God wants to activate good habits in you. He wants to take the filthy habits. He wants to take the, the things that are wicked and he wants to confront them and with his word, he wants to bring about something new in your life. But he says, don't deceive yourselves by just listening. Put it into practice. Because here's the thing. If we acknowledge the bad habit or we acknowledge the bad disciplines and we allow God's word to speak in, we, we hear his word, you come here this morning, you hear this message, but you do nothing about it. it says it's like looking in the mirror and going, wow, my hair looks really bad today. It's like looking in the mirror, you see something that is wrong, but you choose nothing to do, you choose to do nothing about it. Because his word challenges us. His word speaks truth and life. Every Sunday when we come together, every day that you sit down and you read his word, it, it speaks life. It speaks the way of good habits. But if we choose to read it and do nothing about it, it's like looking at a bad habit and then going, I'll never do any better. Submit to God and accept the word that he plants in your hearts, which is able to save you. So here's the question. What are you actively doing to receive and activate the word he wants to plant in your heart? That one's maybe a little hard, but I want you to try to answer it. Go for it. No, 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 not to yourself. To, to people around you.
All right. Bring it back in. Some of you are like, man, this is getting more, this is every, every time it gets a little more uncomfortable. <sighs> You're like, can, can we be done now? Uh, you see, here's the thing. It's impossible to live the right life with the wrong friends and the wrong habits. But the reality is, is God's word wants to bring to life in you the right friends and the right habits. But you have to activate it. You have to walk in it. You have to proactively do something about it. How do you break a bad habit? You first have to acknowledge it. So I'm gonna kind of walk you through a habit that I had to break about three or four months ago. So you have to start by acknowledging it. So I have this thing right here. I think most of us in this room have one of these. It's a little little device that allows us to have access to the world with the touch of touch of a button. (laughs) And I had to come to a place where I had to acknowledge that this was getting in the way of me going to bed at an appropriate time at night, getting a good night's sleep, and it was also getting in the way of me getting up in the morning and starting my day without being bombarded with all the things that this wanted to share with me. And it probably took me about a year to acknowledge that. <laughs> Maybe longer. It's like, yeah, but it's not. It just sits there on the nightstand, and it's, it's okay. So I had to acknowledge it, and the, the, really the next step was to make it difficult to do. Because it was really easy with it sitting on my nightstand at any given moment, whether it was going to bed at night or getting up in the morning, I could just grab it and... It was there. So I took my charger, put it in the loft, and started plugging my phone up in the charger in the loft. It was no longer, it makes it really hard to grab my phone because I'm not getting out of bed to go get my phone. (laughs) Like, I don't care. I'm not getting out of the bed. Um, And then I had to be accountable for it. I mean, my wife, we happened to share a room. Um, (laughs) And so she would know, like, here's the thing. I couldn't be like, go get the phone and the charger and bring it back and plug it up and like kind of stuff in the corner of the nightstand. Like it's not like she asleep, okay. You know, like, you know, you, you have to have someone in your life that you're accountable to for the habits that you're trying to break. And ultimately you have to submit to and believe God's word. You see, that, that whole habit for me didn't come from, oh, I think it'd be a, probably a good idea if I plugged my phone up outside the bedroom and, and didn't let it distract me. It came from a place of, as I was reading God's word, as I was listening to what he was trying, there was a conviction that set in, and my cell phone is not a sin, having this is not a sin, having it in the bedroom on my nightstand is not a sin, but it was a bad habit that was creating other bad habits that was keeping me from going to the next place I needed to go in my relationship with God. 
And there was a conviction that happened in that that I had to acknowledge. I had to make it difficult to do it. I had to be accountable for it. And I had to submit and believe God's word. I had to activate what I was reading, what I was hearing from my father, from my papa, to do something about it. You see, the habits you have today will shape who you will become tomorrow. Do you like the direction your habits are taking you? I didn't like the direction that habit was taking me. I was tired. I was distracted. I'd get up in the morning expecting it to be a great day. I'd pick up my phone and read something not so great and whole day's shot. Are the habits that you have taking you in a place that you wanna be? We talked about earlier, people don't end up over here because of one bad choice. They end up there because of bad habits over time. <laughs> Sorry. Over here. <laughs> oh, this whole room now feels like you guys just made a horrible bad choice. <laughs> um, so going to ask the question, based on who you want to become, we're, I promise, I think I've only got one more question after this. You're like, stop asking questions. Based on who you want to become, what habit do you need to break and what is one thing that you could do to stop it? Go for it. All right, now I hope, one of my hopes this morning is that some of the conversations that you've started today, whether it's with the people you're talking to this morning or maybe it kind of gets you thinking about this, is that you will continue these conversations beyond this morning. Um, 
But if you look closely into the perfect law that sets people free and keep on paying attention to it and do not simply listen and then forget it, but put it into practice, you will be blessed by God in what you do. And here's a really simple example of what that looks like. You see, there's a story in the Old Testament. We're not gonna, we're not gonna dive into this. We're gonna look at it at a high level. But there's a guy by the name of David. And whether you have grown up in church or not, you're probably somewhat familiar with David. And then there was this lady named Bathsheba. And we all know that ultimately, David did something very inappropriate um, and actually ended up sleeping with someone that was not his wife and then ended up killing the man that was that lady's wife to try to cover up his sin. What I know about David is he didn't wake up one morning and go, hmm, this is a good day to commit adultery and kill someone. I think I'll do that. David went down a path because of some habits that he created. You see, he had some triggers. It's the same triggers that we find. One of them is place. What places trigger your bad habits? Think for David, the rooftop was a bad place that was, because I, I don't feel like I'm reading too much into the story, but I, I have a feeling that David didn't just one day, like it was the first time he ever saw a woman bathing on a rooftop. Like that was the first time it ever happened. I, I kind of have a feeling that maybe he saw it once and then he's like, oh, I'll go back up to the rooftop again today. Oh, maybe I'll go back up there again today. And he kept putting himself in a place that took him down a path. What are the places that you find yourself in that you know when you go to that place, it creates bad habits? Time. Time is a trigger. Time of day, time of season. David, again, he was in a place, but it was also a certain time. And there's something really interesting. The reason I say season here is the scripture actually says that at a time when kings would normally be out at war. See, David was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And what's interesting about that to me is that there had to be a habit there because nowhere in scripture does it say that everybody was like, where is David? Why is he not out on the battlefield right now? Like he just woke up today. Like I feel like he was making a habit of not being in the right place at the right time. And I think for us, there are certain times of day, men, let's be honest, nighttime, is a time of day that bad habits get created. There are certain times of seasons of, of the year when we create bad habits in a reaction to something that's going on, a season of life, a, a season that is happening, the time of year. But what are the times and the seasons that are triggers for us that lead us down these 
pass of bad habit. Moods. Mood is a trigger. It's a huge trigger for me. When I don't feel good, it's prime time for bad habits to creep in. Because it's prime time for me to say things I shouldn't say, for me to to react in ways that I shouldn't, for me to not do the things that I normally do because I don't feel good. David was probably lonely. He probably was overwhelmed with the pressure of being a king, of, of leading. His mood was a trigger that led him down a pathway of bad habits. Pay attention to your moods. Pay attention to what's going on in your heart and in your mind. And then people. We've already talked about this, but people are a trigger. Bathsheba was a trigger. (laughs) Women bathing was, they, they were a trigger for David. And he kept putting himself in a place at a time in a mood with those people that led him to doing something very wrong. You see, 1 Corinthians 15, says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So these triggers, places, time, mood, people, they all trigger us to go into these habits that are bad. So this is the last question for the day, I promise. Well, I mean, you can have other questions later. Last question I'm gonna ask you is out of places, time, mood, and people, which of those triggers resonates with you the most that you would go, yeah, that's a trigger that I, I struggle with when it comes to the bad habits. And then if you have time, what could you do to minimize that trigger? What changes can you make in your life to minimize those triggers being there? So go. They're gonna put them up on the screen, I think. All right, 
Bring it back in. Woo. <laughs> like, but you asked me a question. <laughs> so, habits. This morning, everybody that came in this room came in. Something was different. Seats were different. The worship set was different. The timing was different. Created uneasiness maybe in you. It created maybe for some of you excitement. Maybe for some of you like a... Uh, whatever that created in you, but it forced you to think about it. And so when we talk about bad habits, when we talk about how do we stop these things, we have to come to a place where we take a moment, we stop, and we think about it. We go back to God's word, and we really take inventory of what's going on. And just because you stop something doesn't mean that everything's great because the reality, and we all know this, when you stop something that's bad, you have to replace it. You, you have to find something to fill that because if not, you'll stop one bad habit and just pick up another bad habit. And, and so this morning, I wanna encourage you, there's, if you haven't already started, uh, there's a link going to be on the screen, but on the Bible app, uh, and you can go to this website, which will take you to that. But there, there's, a, there's a reading plan on the Bible app, uh, all about habits, kind of follows along with this series. If you maybe haven't started that and, and you're looking for something to start, I would encourage you to do that. Not as you're going to bed or getting up in the morning, because now you have to plug your phone up in the... No, I'm just kidding. Um, but... It's amazing what his word does when we actually choose to engage with it when it comes to bad habits. It is amazing how you find yourself in the stories of the, just like David, just like what we just did, you find yourself in the story of people like David and other people in the Bible that you see what happened or what didn't happen based on who they were becoming in the relationship with God. And so when you choose to engage with Scripture, write down the bad habits you need to break. Acknowledge those things. Like, there, like I said earlier, we all have these habits that we just do because we don't even realize we're doing it. Take inventory. Write it down. Tell someone. And then write down an action plan of how you're going to minimize the triggers of places, times, moods, and people in your life. How are you going to, how are you gonna minimize being in the wrong places that you know are going to create and, and perpetuate bad habits? How are you going to minimize allowing the, the times of day, the times of seasons that you know they're gonna take you down the wrong pathways? How are you gonna, how are you going to put some safeguards in place? What, what are you going to do about those moods? You know the moods that you get in that you fall back into old habits, bad habits. What are you going to do? Who are you going to talk to? How are you going to work through that? Write down the names of the people. 
call them out on a piece of paper that you know are setting you up to end up in that place. Here, we're gonna go over here. To end up in that place (laughs) that you don't wanna be. And so, this morning, we did this on, didn't, didn't do this on purpose, but then I realized what God was doing in this. They're actually, uh, so elementary and preteen age kids are actually gonna be coming back up. They'll be coming back in here in a moment. If you have kids in preschool or the, the nursery, they're gonna continue to stay downstairs. Um, but our elementary and preteen are coming back up, and they're gonna join us back in here at the end of service today for worship. Because here's the reality when we talk about habits. I can give you strategies. There's a million books on plans and, and how to defeat bad habits. But at the end of the day, you can't do it without Jesus. You can't do it without the Holy Spirit activating what God wants to do in your life. You've got to be in a place where you are so desperate to break the bad habits that you go, Jesus, I could create a 10-step plan and I'm I'm gonna do everything I can practically to do this, but at the end of the day, if I don't lose myself in your presence, all the best made plans will fall flat because I need you. I need the power of the Holy Spirit to break the strongholds, to do what James said, to set me free. Because in him is freedom. So worship team, you guys can come on back up and kind of get in position. I'm gonna ask you, if you're in this room The room's already a mess. We changed it all up. Over the next few moments, maybe it's right there in your seat. Maybe you wanna, you can go on stage for all I care. But get in a place for the next little bit where you just find yourself in God's presence. You see, this morning I want us to do something when we talk about changing habits, do something this morning. I know there's playoffs today. I know that lunch is in a few moments, but today, if your habit has always been to kind of come in, do worship, do a message, say hi to a few people and leave, just for a moment, rest in his presence. Change it up a little bit. Maybe there's someone in this room that you want to join up together with and you want to pray with them. Maybe your habit is not to talk to anybody about the bad habits in your life. This morning, I dare you during this time of worship to break that habit. To find a moment where you can be liberated, where you can be set free in His presence. Kids, welcome back in. I'm excited that you're here. 
I'm going to encourage you just uh, once you find your parents, we're going we're gonna to have some time of singing together and, and worshiping, and I want you to experience this with your family. But Father, we thank you this morning that your presence is real. Father, we thank you this morning that you set us free. We thank you this morning that bad habits do not have to define us. Bad habits do not have to become who we are, but we can lay them at your feet this morning and in your presence we can be set free. We can, we can begin new trajectories. So we open ourselves to you this morning. Here we are. In Jesus' name.
Sing your name. I remember when all I longed to do was give you praise. Jesus, like the first love. Jesus, like 
have children that are in one of those classes here in a couple minutes, um, if, you, if you could get them. But I'm gonna ask the worship team to keep playing here. And if some of you need to slip out and get your kids, you can bring them back up, that's fine. Um, but if some of you have plans, places you need to be, you can slip out. But I just was overwhelmed by something as I was worshiping. And I feel like there's some people in the room this morning that need to hear this. For some of you, including myself, and, and you've had things happen to you that were out of your control that have given space for bad habits to form. Maybe it's a disease. Maybe it's trauma that you experienced. Maybe abuse. Maybe it's a health thing that you didn't do anything to make it happen, but it's happened to you. And you look at those things and, and there's habits that you've created in response to that. Jesus is with you and he wants to set you free. He is not looking at you and saying it's your fault. He's not looking at you and saying those bad habits are all your fault and you just need to get better. He's looking at you and he is craving to have you just come sit in his lap and let him begin to take the things that have happened to you and set you free from those things and restore the habits in you that come out of a relationship with him. And so this morning, as our worship team just continues to play, I'm gonna make myself available over in that corner with my wife. And if you want prayer this morning, it doesn't have to be with us, seriously. It can be someone around your, your place right now that you just trust in and you just wanna be prayed over. Um, but don't leave here this morning without freedom freedom that only the Spirit can give. So if you need to get your kids, do that. If you need to leave, do that. If you need to get your kids and bring them back up here and get prayer, do that. Go for it. I just keep hearing, you just keep playing that, that chord progression. Um, I, I keep hearing the song, Yes, Jesus Loves Me, so I'm just going to sing it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. So Jesus, like the first love found, come and be my one desire. Jesus, like the first love found, come and be my one Let's just keep singing that to Jesus. Jesus like the first love fire. Come and be my one desire. Jesus like the first love fire. Come and be Jesus
even feel like in this moment, Jesus is here to baptize you with his Holy Spirit, if that's something you're crying out for and ready for, just say yes. We receive you, Holy Spirit. John the Baptist says, I baptize you with water, but there's one who's coming who's going to baptize you in fire. The fire of God's love and spirit and presence and goodness. So Jesus, we just say yes.
Such an awesome God, so mighty, so holy, so wonderful. Such an awesome God, so
doing God we just say we just say yes to you and just thank you that throughout today you're going to continue to be ministering and moving and pouring out your spirit and we just say yes to you so mighty so holy so wonderful you are so 